Hey, welcome back to another week with the Dallas Love Elite Talk Radio. Oh, Lord. Good. How are you guys doing? I am. I'm doing great. Another uh, W. So it's always nice to come off from from the weekend. Um, school's officially out. My last day of school with the kids, teaching wise, was Friday. So that's always a plus. But uh, football never ends in Texas. So um, summer workouts started today. <laughs> so. Oh, that's the truth. What do you guys do for summer workouts? Um, so you can have two a days or you can have like an extended one a day. We, we have one practice. We go from four to six and it's strength and conditioning. So it's strictly weightlifting and we'll have them doing drills, whether it's inside, outside, it's non-football specific drills. So we'll do ladder stuff. Um, it can be things where you're getting physical and rolling on the ground, but it's not actually playing football. Like, after we're done, if the kids want to, they're allowed to get a ball and either go out there or go to the park, and sometimes they'll do that. But, yeah, strictly strength and conditioning. So a lot of these little skinny anorexic freshmen need to get their weight up. They will get killed on varsity, so this is crucial time for them. And then for these juniors that are trying to get looked at, they really have to start. Um, if they haven't already taken weightlifting seriously, they got to get, get stronger. So. Um, but you guys I mean, I'm any, excited. Go ahead. Do you guys have any, like, athletes that do AAU basketball or, you know, travel baseball Absolutely. Like that in the summer? That, yeah, that that, that definitely um, affects some of their schedules. matter of fact, my two starting corners, um, I was telling you the other day, they're going to be going with me Thursday to, to Cowboy U up, up by you at the star. Um, they both play AAU basketball. They both oh, nice. play basketball at our school. They're both starting wide receivers. I mean, <laughs> well, no, one's a wide receiver, one is a running back. So, I mean, they're they're doing stuff nonstop. And we have another kid. Actually, when we were up there at um, A plus D one working out, one of my students uh, was up there, a, a backup quarterback slash D end. He does AAU basketball. So yeah, we've got several kids that are. Doing that, and that's that's key. We want them to be multi-sport athletes. Every college coach that I've spoken to and said, "Hey, do you have you know multi-sport athletes?" They said, "Absolutely. We don't. We really don't want kids that only play one sport because it's like, what are you doing off season? So unless they know that kid is just intense, always all about football, they want a kid that's a a, a well-rounded athlete. So yeah, why well, don't for, for the last, I don't know how many years it's been now, but. With the draft, I know it's been the last two or three years, three years for sure, they do stats on how many of the athletes in each round are multi-sport athletes, and I'm pretty sure it's been above 90%. I know this past year was 93%, and the year before was 92%. So it's always crazy because I feel like Texas, you know, this is, I've only been here, this is my second year, and it's crazy because I've never been in a state where they were so gung-ho about one sport, primarily football in this state, but it's crazy because you see the statistics and you see, you hear these college coaches and even these NFL guys. I mean, you're taking people that played baseball or basketball in college and turning them into tight ends and whatnot in, in the league, and it's crazy how many of these parents out there think that their kids need to specialize to get 
Well, yeah, and somewhere. That's a huge point that you made because we struggled with Lyman, and that's across the board in our um, in our district. But I know we had a starting O lineman and a kid that I had recruited that was in my class that was going to be his. He was going to be his first year as a senior, but he was going to play tight end, and it, we were looking great. But they're baseball players, and you know they felt like if they didn't focus on baseball. They weren't going to have the opportunities to start or whatever. So we lost two starting alignment to play baseball. Now, mind you, our baseball team did awesome this year. They won district. They won first-round playoffs. But in my opinion, those kids were not going to get baseball scholarships. One of them for sure could have had a football scholarship because colleges were coming to the school looking for him, and he stopped playing. You know, And um, I, went, I go to the THSCA. I know. I go to THSCA, the Texas High School Coaches uh, Association. Every year they have a school rotating like San Antonio, uh, Houston, and sometimes up and forward. And um, they had a panel one year. So I got to meet, like, the UT coach and the new UTSA coach, which my nephew um, went to UTSA, was on the original 18. Their new coach had come from LSU. And I asked him. I really wanted to ask it out loud. And it was a rhetorical question because we had had a coach at the time that I literally heard out of his mouth, some of you are on the fence about football and basketball and you need to choose. And I was like, what? Who says that? You can't take that from a kid. Like, that's just wrong. And that was the coach. It was that he's the current, I don't remember his name, but he's the current uh, UTSA coach, as long as he still has a job there. And he was like, yeah, we had, our coach said, if you weren't playing three sports, what were you doing off season? And I played four sports in high school until in college, so, like, that was my life. If you had told me that, that would have broke my heart that I couldn't play another sport. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, but, it's really this interesting, um, almost a crossroads, where you have this old-school, almost archaic mentality uh-huh. in some sense when it comes to football, where some of these people, and it's weird because while you have coaches like that that say you need to choose, it's crazy because they come from an era where everybody was a multi-sport athlete at that time, this, yeah. this trend of specialization didn't really become as prevalent as it is until, you know, the last, I want to say the last couple of years. But, I mean, even I think about back to my days, and, you know, you had people that had, they had selected whatever sport they thought they were going to scholarship at, and they did that more than any other sport. You know, so you might play AAU basketball and play through high school, but you still also played maybe baseball or track, or you did at least one other sport. And so it's, and it's track. Track is key. That's the thing. Not enough yeah. kids are running track. You gotta get. You have to get that conditioning. Get your body just acclimated to to always having something going on because you can you can lose it real easily. I know when I coached at Lincoln High School, um, I would go to like soccer girls. I had a soccer girl in my class, Jeanette. I remember her clearly. And I didn't ask her to practice because I played soccer in college. I know what your workouts are. You're on the field practicing soccer while I'm doing track. I know what you're doing. I just said, hey, can you run the 800 and the 1600 for me this week? Okay, good. I knew she was at practice. She showed up. She'd get second or first every time. I mean, you don't have to kill the kids to do that. You just have to balance it. You know what I'm saying? If I know your number one sport is one thing, like I I coach wrestling. Well, my wrestler wanted to dance. And I was like, yeah, uh, you can dance pretty well, but you can wrestle a whole lot better. And no disrespect, I don't know if you're going to get a dance scholarship, but you could possibly get one in wrestling if you would focus. And I had to hunt her down because the girls were like, oh, she said she was quitting. And I finally found her. I said, why are you lying to me? Are you, are you, do you not want to play? Or, I mean, you don't want to wrestle? Or are you afraid I'm not going to let you do something else? Well, I really want to dance, but I really want to do everything. I said, that would be hypocritical of me knowing that I played basketball, volleyball, softball, track, dance team, band, chorus. I can't tell you you can't do something else. I said, all I'm asking is you communicate with me, and when you have a priority of one or the other, that's fine, but know that in order to get you to district, and she went to regional, there's certain things you got to do. You you can't choose dance in the times that are crucial, but everybody's not telling the kids that. They're like, we need you at the Christmas parade. Like, Christmas parade is not going to pay for her to go to college. It's cool. That's not what you need to do. And, and 
everybody doesn't have that mindset. But a lot of people are selfish, like you were saying, um, you don't understand why they're not doing this. Some people are worried about keeping their job because they can't get wins, so they want that kid to focus, and they don't realize it's actually going to help you if that kid is still active. Which is crazy because even the NFL's official team doctor, Dr. Andrews, has gone on record stating, and, it, and even ACSM took a position saying that, that they're saying that the reason injury, part of the reason that injury rates are so high nowadays, especially in these population, is because of the specialization at such an early age. You don't keep the body balanced. You're kind of like we were talking about earlier. And it's just crazy because these, these kids and these coaches think that by – making these kids specialized, they're giving them a better chance, and actually they're hindering their opportunity as an athlete, which is the fundamental basis for being a good, at, good at any sport. And so before you and I get into too much, let's, I think this actually is a really good uh, point to bring in our guests because we were all multi-sport athletes, and most of us played, yep. um, you know, at college at some, at some level. And so I think that it would, this would be a good group conversation. So Des, I'll let you introduce our, our, our guest for the day, but I think that this would be a good group conversation to have. Okay, so we've got two guests on today. Um, one is a rookie, key on the line. We have Kachi. Kachi, can you tell us your, um, say your last name. I want to say in Wachukwa, in Wachuku? It's uh, Wachuku, it the end of silence. Wachiku. Oh, close. Of course. And then we've got Miss Ebony. Ebony, I, you know, it's funny, Ebony. I don't know your real last name, and I thought about that. I see Ebony Nicole, but I don't know your last name. I didn't realize that. Ebony, what's your last name? Jones. 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 Traditional. Okay, yeah, so, solid and traditional. So, so each of you, can you go ahead and just give us a real quick uh, who you are, your position, and we want to jump you into this conversation, and then we'll ask a little more about you in a second so we can keep it flowing. Okay, well, Kachi, I'll go, go first. Uh, uh, my name's Kachi. I'm a bodybuilder, but I play on the offensive and defensive lines, and I'm a rookie. And she's a phenomenal rookie. My name yes. is Ebony Jones. Um, I play on the line as well, defensive end mostly. Um, been exploring some offensive things here lately. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's been awesome. Okay, so, uh, uh, Jamie, go ahead and, and kind of catch us up yeah. where we were just at and bring so, them into the conversation. So you guys were listening in, um, and just in case you weren't listening that closely, um, which I wouldn't blame you, <laughs> uh, we were talking about the uh, phenomenon of special, like, sports that, specificity and specialization primarily in youth sports so for instance you have these kids nowadays that uh are saying oh well i'm not going to play football this year because i need to focus on baseball i'm not playing baseball because i need to focus on football even though or despite the fact that all the statistics show and even these college coaches and nfl coaches say they're looking for well-rounded multi-sport athletes and so these these Coach, these high school coaches or these parents that think that they're doing their kid a favor by making them choose one sport to specialize to better their chances, in reality, based on the research, uh, they're actually hindering or potentially hindering their that athlete's ability to make it to the next level. So we just kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, and Kachi, we can just we can start with you, kind of give us your thoughts on it, and then Ebony, you can follow up with. with so what do you what do you think about all that, Kachi? Well, uh, my experience with that is uh, when my bro- when we moved down here from Wisconsin, my brothers were playing, um, well, particularly one, um, my, the younger one, he was playing baseball, uh, football, and basketball. So he was really good at, you know, each sport. But when we came down here, uh, there was more pressure for him to play football and kind of just choose one. So eventually he chose football. But uh, he also ran track his whole um, high school career. So he would play football, and then when that was over, he'd run track. So I think, you know, running track, it kept him in shape the whole year. I mean, he was always doing something. So I think okay. it is better yeah, for – Yeah, Dad, you were touching on that earlier. And, and, and track especially, I mean, that's a perfect example of how 
the the different sports cross training. I mean, obviously track is a very clear correlation because you're running and you're sprinting, and you do that in in every sport. But uh, Ebony, what I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And it's crazy that you guys would be speaking about this. You know, I coach at the junior high level in Grand Prairie, and I'm telling you that it's starting younger and younger. You think that they're just kind of uh, hounding kids about being specific about a sport and committing to that, but it's actually starting even younger than that. I'm talking about seventh grade level, high school coaches coming down, well, what sport are you, what are you primarily going to do? Then you need to connect to that. You know, you need to get connected with that for summer leagues and summer programs and a huge disservice. And it's because I see the ones that will go across four sports. I see what it does for their body overall, you know, just their different modalities of movement. Um, and then the ones that will just be specific to one thing, whether that one thing is volleyball, whether that one thing is just soccer at the end of the year, all of the training that their body misses at the front of the year, if volleyball is just your thing, all of the training that you're going to miss for the back half of the year, how your body shapes out, how their muscles begin to shape out, their cardiovascular endurance, their muscular endurance. It is very, very different. And so I think that it, it does them a great disservice to say to them that you should only choose one thing and let that be the thing that shapes you out. Um, just little things that I'm telling you, women, you, we see it. Like we see women come into women's football as athletes. You give them that as an athlete. Usually if they're from one sport, what happens, ladies? It's a higher injury rate. I would be almost very interested to see a study on that. The women who get injured and did they play one or two sports? You know, I don't know. I would like to believe only because I've faced injury, but I've been able to bounce back from it almost at a 100 percent. Um, and that was only because my body remembered what it was like to move all kinds of different ways. So for me, you guys know I did three or four sports in high school, three of them varsity, one volleyball only made it to JV. But in college, I danced, I played ball one year, and then I transferred to Kentucky, finished running track and dancing. Um and that's, I, I really feel like things that I did in football that I hadn't done, movements that I hadn't made in quite that way, the power. We don't hit like that in volleyball or in track and field or in <laughs> basketball. But in basketball, I understood what it meant to body up. I understood what it meant to get my head across. There were just things you understood that you were able to translate into that third sport for me being football. You know, and that also things my that body was fundamental. familiar with moving. Yes, cutting fundamental. and, and changing Look, how, how often do – how often do you do you do a move that's like boxing out? All the time right. in football. Right. You know, it, it right. translates. Move, turn, ro- having good hip rotation, opening your, your hips when you're running, opening um, your having hips. good feet. Opening I mean, that's why hips. I said, like, Things our conditioning, like our conditioning right now, like I said, it's not supposed to be football, football specific. I'm going to tell you one of the best things that I love about Fred Johnson III, that is my head football coach. When he came in there, he was so big about, you will play another sport off season. You're not playing football and not doing something else. And the first thing he did when the season ended, we went into our coaching room. We brought all the male sport coaches and all the guys in athletics, and we said, "This is the baseball coach. This is the wrestling coach. These are all these different yep, uh, coaches. One of them. You will play for somebody. We don't care which one, but you got to play something." And we're all supportive. The basketball coaches come to the football games. The football coaches go to the basketball games. That's beautiful. All the football coaches went and sat at, at baseball when they had playoffs. Like, you've and got you know, to have very that different, support. Des, that's a very different culture because often in high that's school the they can That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Be a sport mm-hmm. for the athletes, literally. And sometimes it can get, it can get ugly. It can, it can almost and feel personal. Absolutely. It's yes, got to have that it culture, does. though. You have, we have those issues with coaches. Um, the coach is not there anymore. That, like I said, him giving an ultimatum. And it's funny that, like, last year, for instance, if you look at our DBs, for my – at one point, my two corners and one safety were all in the starting five for basketball. And then the fourth safety, I brought in – I was recruiting soccer players. I said, I need a kicker. And I brought this kid in there. And because um, I brought him, he came for two days the previous year, and then he vanished. So I brought him in, and after two practices, I said, D, um, I'm telling you right now, we got four kickers, because I was recruiting. So I got four kickers. I don't know where you'll be needed, um, but I'm telling you, you're an athlete. Don't be surprised if you get pulled in as a DB. Like, I would love to try and use you at some corner. You know, that kid who has never played football, 
senior year, he had the most picks of the team. The most picks. Wasn't a football player. And then it was like his dad was so excited, like, oh, my God, my kid, not he can, you know, play on the football team. My kid is a football player. Like, you don't know what they're capable of until you give them a chance to see what they're capable of. Yeah. They may like that, so you're different. So here's my question, because, Kachi, you said you're from Wisconsin originally, correct? Do we lose Kachi? You're there, Kachi? Oh, okay, well, I'm going to – I'm going to fill in. If we lost her, we'll bring her back. But my, no, I'm here. But, oh, are you? So you're from there Wisconsin originally, correct? Can you hear me? You, you're from yeah. Wisconsin? Yes, yeah. you're from Wisconsin? Yeah. Okay. So I'm from Indiana originally. Des and Ebony, you guys, are you guys from the Texas area? No. I, am I, I was born in New Hampshire. I was went to school okay. in Illinois so and this, then overseas. This is good then. Okay, so we got somebody from New Hampshire. So we got East Coast, we got Midwest, and we got Ebony, who is from this area. Let's kind of talk about no, this. No, no, Ebony's not from this area. Ebony's from oh, California, thought, originally military brat, oh, so I did high school. Same here, Kentucky. see? Okay, okay, cool. so cool. So none of us are from here. So maybe that's why this is, is, is so befuddling to us, because we all come from areas exactly. where people are. Did everything. Well, yeah, they did everything. I know the mid, the Midwest is big on this, and part of it's because you got a lot of small schools where you have to. I mean, we had a total of I think 650 students in my high school. So you had to have multi-sport athletes, or you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to field teams. But do do we think? And I was hoping we'd have somebody from Texas on here. But do we think that because Texas is so large, or at least the school systems are so large, that they almost have to? Because I know in Indiana at least in, in, like, the bigger cities, like Indianapolis, or you go up to South Bend, sometimes they, you, there were fewer multi-sport athletes because they said, well, you know, we just have more athletes, so you're not good enough to be able to make three teams because you're competing with 500 kids rather than 50 kids. So do we think that that's the case in Texas, or is it, like, a, just a cultural thing here? Hmm. I'm going to let y'all interject first before I say anything. I think it really had – I think it was maybe shaped around football, this idea that the football players in this culture, um, they're kind of identified first, and then everybody else feels the need to be, you know, kind of like, well, then they're – this is mine. Does that make sense? Mm. Because you you yeah. kind of take these kids yeah. and you told them that this is what you are. You are a football player, almost making it where they don't even – let me tell you who's immersed in this culture. My son is born in Kentucky, but he's raised in Texas. My son refused to play any other sport, so he power lifts on off seasons and lifts. I couldn't get him to wrestle anymore once we left Kentucky. They got, he, they got him. He thinks he is just a football player. I couldn't get that boy to run track and field, so here we are in the final hour. We're going into our senior year. He's not getting the looks that he wants, and we're hearing some of these things come back across the board. Mm. And guess who told him that? His all-American, high school all-American mother that he didn't listen to. And, you know, that's just because that's a kid thing. But I <laughs> wish he could hear this right now because then it would make sense maybe to hear it from two players that he holds in high esteem like Jamie and like Des. You know, he, he considers you guys among the elite and women's athletes across any sport and absolutely for the right reasons, you know. But to hear it from you, yeah, send him, are you send him my way and I'll tell him. Or like he, can listen to the, he can listen to the podcast or I'll tell him in person next time I see him. I have no problem yeah, with that. you'll tell him. I'd like for you to do that because it's really not too late. It's just we have to start now. And that's what I told him. Like, mm. you should be running with a summer program right now. You should be at track practices every evening with a summer program because we have a goal. And we have to make your feet faster. Also, here's the deal. What happens he's heavy when like a log. I, he's like a he's like a, a real box player. He's big. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's he is. Like, when he said he was a junior, I thought he was a junior in college. <laughs> I was like, where are you going to school no, at? Honey. I was like, like oh, my little man, baby bear. eating at the house. No, honey, whatever it's, he wants in, in multiple. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy because. I go to, like I said, I go to the, the, the coaching conference every year, and, and I ask questions. I'm not – I know y'all don't hear me talk a whole lot at practice sometimes, and it's really because I have to talk all day at work, so I just don't want to talk. <laughs> but um, I ask those questions, and I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. I don't want to hear a coach around me say it. I want to know – not that I don't trust them. I want to know from that source, like, what is it you're looking for? Like, I asked several things. It's funny the guys don't want to ask questions in those forms. 
And for me to have been like probably the only female in the room one year, I said, I have a question. I said, what, what is it that we're doing where we're falling short as high school coaches that when you guys get our kids, um, they're just not prepared. And they were like, Oh my God, that's a great question. So many people came up to me. I'm like, it's so many things that they're not preparing for. And one of the things is they're not, they're not ready with the off season stuff. The season's over and we're kicking it. We might be working. We might be hanging out with my girl. And it's like, no, you have to get in the trap, be a slower. You know, you don't have to do everything, do something and work out, but they don't get it. And then they fall off. And then it's like, man, you prepared this kid, but they don't realize, oh, I'm all, I'm, I'm going to be all American. I was all district, whatever for football. And then you find out, hmm, you're kind of small compared to college players. You have to be doing something special. But you also played basketball. Well, hey, at this school, you're actually exactly what they're looking for. For me, I played soccer, and I'd never played soccer in my life before. But I was an athlete. And guess what? I was the fastest one in my division. That was my advantage. I didn't have ball handling skills. But those other sports and running track is what got me into college. And it I mean, not into college, but it got me the opportunity to play. And and that's the thing at the end of the day is like, like we we bring we bring it back to women's football. Like uh, we had discussed earlier in the the show, so many, well, pretty much all of the women that come to women's football played another sport, and primarily because football wasn't available to us right. as it is now. Um, but at the point you bring up about the preparation, this and that, and it's and and just translating this into the game, well, I'm going to use this, the game in Houston this past weekend because I know that I was struggling in the first half with that heat. And some of that is because uh, I had a heat stroke when I was younger, so the heat kind of zaps me now. But it goes back to your point of just being well-rounded. Like, we don't have – we're not in high school anymore. We don't have the opportunity to play year-round and be conditioned year-round. And so – there's a component in women's football that you have to be disciplined and you have to make sure that you're doing things on your own because if you don't, I mean, if you don't have a roster that fits deep, which is rare in women's football, you're going to have to be conditioned um, or it's going to affect you in the game. And we had a couple of people missing this past weekend and, you know, they, they get, I mean, Houston got better from the last time we played them, but it really hurt to have people. I mean, Kachi, Kachi and Ebony, you guys were on the line. It's not as, as bad for skills players. But talk to us about this weekend and what it was like playing in the Houston heat and humidity with humidity on the line. Oh my God. I'm glad I'm glad to hear Jamie say it. I don't necessarily feel better about it, but that I struggled. <laughs> it felt like there was a like a like a heat suit on my body that prevented me from moving faster, reacting quicker. It had me a little bit a little bit mentally groggy. It was tough. Everything seemed to be on a delay. Yeah, Kachi, maybe what about I'm the you? Only I, mean, one. I feel like you were everywhere. I know. Maybe I'm the only one, but I, I didn't. I was worried about it going down, but I, I felt like I could actually breathe better than I did the last couple games, which is weird. What? This is Kachi's a beast. Kachi, you're the exception to the rule. You don't count. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I didn't no, wear so, I, I was, my jersey, so. <laughs> I know. Like, I was looking at Kachi and Ka- Kachi, okay, so if you guys don't know what Kachi looks like, please, like, Google her, go to the website. This please, woman, please, like, I'm not exaggerating, please. her arms shoulder are Shoulder pads before she leg. puts on her shoulder pads. Yeah, like. and she, <laughs> you watch game film, and she is, like, 50 yards downfield. Like, I'll get, we'll run a toss to the outside or something like that. We're trying to get the edge. And you'll be 30 yards downfield, and Kachi's throwing blocks to get you into the end zone. And I'm like, isn't it amazing? Why we love the yeah. game. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's awesome. I'm telling you, okay, so I had a football yes, coach Kashi. in Chicago, Coach Konecki. I'm going to give him a shout-out. But when we watch film, if anybody was walking and they weren't downfield trying to throw blocks, and this was everybody, Lyman included, he'd call them mall walkers, and he's like, no mall walkers. And we get, <laughs> <laughs> so, I got in trouble It's a real thing. It's, yes, <laughs> and it's so awesome to me when I watch film, and I'm like, man, like, it is – I mean, it's just, it's just, it's like going above and beyond. Like, it's just something you don't expect. Because I know, I mean, there was one time I ran a 5K in the middle of winter when I was in Ohio with, like, a coat and sweatpants on because I thought we were walking it. 
and I was dying. And I'm like, I can't imagine, and I'm not big by any means, but I was like, man, I don't know how our linemen do this because I'm Mm-mm. struggling right now. And these girls are moving like 250-plus pounds up and down the football Literally. field. And like beating, Literally. Yeah, and like beating people up every Literally. single play. I want to thank Ebony Literally. for not wearing that hoodie anymore because I was yeah. like getting heat stroke <laughs> just looking at you. <laughs> like I was Ebony, like, is that, I that, is that, so skinny. Jesus. Is that legitimately because you're always you know cold? So, um, no, it's legitimately because it's just a mental thing for me, and I'm a ritualistic athlete. So I wore it that mm-hmm. first game in Austin because of the chill. And I, I have eliminated some layers since Austin, but that, that final blue layer, like, that's just a part of my uniform at this point. Dang. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, is that because yeah. it's always that cold? I mean, because you're, you're pretty frail. I mean, you're, you're like an antelope. It's crazy. It's, it's so surprising that you ran track because, one, your stride length. Like a, a panther or something. Yeah, it's it's nuts because I I swear I'm about to we're gonna go out and measure this one day. I swear your stride <laughs> length is five yards. I swear ah. it's, you're just like five yards per step. I think like it's probably like three. I bet it would be. Yeah, it's crazy. I bet it's like three or or some three easily. I'm trying to put it in my mind and see it in my mind. I'm mathing yeah, it's, it's transpose. Yeah, it's so easily. So that's a good, like, so this weekend, Houston, we tried some new stuff, like Ebony mentioned, you know, you're getting into some new positions, you know, on offense and things like that, and it's really cool because you do have speed, and I know Des mentioned earlier preparation, and it's crazy because this year was kind of a crazy year for us with the split and whatnot, and so we didn't have as much preparation as normal, but um, we'll start with Kashi, because Kashi, you're you're completely new to the sport, I know Ebony, you're coming back to it, but Kashi, kind of tell us about how you felt about this game, because I think... I think we really started to come together and gel a little bit this game, despite missing some people in the heat and all that. But, Kashi, kind of talk to us about how you felt about this game and, and kind of our progression throughout the season and, like, where we're at right now. Oh, I mean, I'm learning every game, but I, this is the best I've actually felt in a game. I felt good. I mean, every time I got, you know, I got up to the line, I knew what my assignment was. I wasn't, you know – struggling to figure out, you know, where I'm going to go and who I'm going to block. So I felt good knowing, you know, what I needed to do. So every game I just I feel a little better, a little more confident in what I'm doing. So I felt really yeah. good and this that, game. And that allows you to beast out more because you don't have to be in your head so much, right? You can just go play. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I don't have to be like, I mean, oh, my God, am I supposed to block this person or that person? <laughs> That's a it's, good thing, right? That makes us, yeah. that makes all the smaller people feel a lot better when our linemen are confident in their in their blocking schemes. <laughs> absolutely, and you know, I think it's a beautiful place that I stand in, and it's like being in a family that has multiple generations, being on a football team that has multiple skill levels. So, like I said, it's no no question. I've said it since I've been able to speak to you and to Des individually. Um, I, I I sing your praises because of what you guys mean to the game. Um, and, and, and often you would be like an unsung hero, but those are necessary because there are more of those than those that stand at the highest point with all the lights mm-hmm. on them. Um, yep. So I sense, the, I sense and feel the urgency there. And then I'm in the middle, right, because I'm coming back. So I do know some things, but I'm still learning. So I'm a little bit more comfortable than a rookie, but I'm definitely not as good as a Jamie or a Dez. And then you have uh, a rookie like Akachi, right? Well-versed athletes. I believe that's been one of the key things that helped us to all kind of come over into football. But you just said it. For me to know, as we have gotten better, that I can count on a rookie like Kachi to run up the field blocking, this is not something – This is that's, that's a big deal. Um, so I just hope that, it's like, huge. Jamie and Adez, you guys see the beauty. It's huge. It's beautiful. It means that we have a big and a very bright future because that's not something line women pick up right away because think about it. Line women are usually learning from nothingness. You know, we're not based in it like, like, our, like our male counterparts are, as line men often, you know. So they're learning literally terminologies and body work that you have to teach your body, and then you have to remember this, and then you have to remember a play, and then you have to remember, you know, the signal that goes with it, and you have to remember what it means when it goes in this position, in this, in this scheme of words, you know, when your quarterback says it. It's a lot. Um, so I see the beautiful things. I felt like you said, Houston, um, despite – 
the weather, which was absolutely a factor for your mind, right, um, to overcome. Um, you know, we, 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 we formed and stormed and normed and physicality and, and people being lost to injury. That's every team. That's, you know, no team yeah. is, 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 is yeah. going to be every left out of that. So I don't, feel like, yeah, I don't feel like we're at a disadvantage because of that. That's just the nature of how this works with women's sports. Like you said, you got to understand what you're getting into, and you got to do that off-season training. That's what's going to save you when you get in season, yep. what you did before. And then how you, you cannot on walk on right? that field. That's what me and Jamie were talking about yeah. the other day. You can't just yeah. walk on the field and feel like I'm going to start tackling. Oh, please don't. Uh, don't disrespect no, the game like that. Do not disrespect the game like that. Do not disrespect the game yeah. like that. I feel very positive. And, Houston, I've seen good and, things. I've seen it. I've seen it in our rookies. True. I see and that you guys you are trusting in us like and that, believing in us. Yeah. And if you, and if you do, what ends up happening is karma is instant because, I mean, you can see it. And I think that that's why, specific to us, I think that's why our injury rate is so high this year is we had a lot of people yes. who were bringing yes. on late in the season. That, yeah, they may not be even in shape in general, but let alone definitely not in football shape. And and you can see it translate on the field. And I think that's why why we've had so many injury rates is it's a different beast. I mean, football is just a different. It is. It's, a, it's, 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 it's so unique. And you have to so you like you said, it is. Be, it's art. being looking like you're in shape, and being in shape for for the being sport you're shape. playing are different. Like Kachi came in oh, huge, but then when we, different. you remember Kachi when we did the first um, tackling drills, she was like walking up and you know gently embracing everybody. <laughs> that changed. <laughs> like, no, changed. no more embraces. She's a knock you on your back, you know. Yeah, don't worry about oh, yeah, it. Completely she, different. Wasn't, she, she wasn't going to just run out there and I'm going to just throw my body. Like, I got to learn what I'm doing. And then, oh, now that I know how to safely do this, okay, I can start putting something into it. And so now, folks, better watch out. Yeah, talk to, talk to us about what it was like getting in football shape, not having, you know, played before. And getting, I mean, I coming in, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in shape. I do cardio. I mean, I weight train. I do cardio. Man, getting on that field and you know going, you know, giving 100 percent, and then it's like, all right, let's do it again. 100 percent, let's do it again. I was like, man, I, I, I guess I wasn't, you know, in as good a shape or not as good a shape, but in football shape. So you know, I had to really, you know, start working. It, working on running and getting my conditioning right. And it was, it was very different. Yeah. It's a different kind of shape. That's for sure. I mean, it's, you're right. It's you hit the nail on the head. It's all out. It's a hundred percent max effort for, you know, five, six seconds over yep. and over and over. Like you think about Kansas city and there time. was, they, yeah, on average, there's 160 plays per game. So you got to give a hundred percent, you know, if you're playing offense and defense, 160 times, that's nuts. And I, and I look up to people that like uh, Morgan and Bay like who play both sides. Like, I'm looking at yeah, them like, have... how do you do it? They're beasts. That's That's they aren't, they you playing, aren't you playing both sides not too, Kachi? I think I saw you playing both, both sides. Uh, they, yeah, they, they're, they're kind of phasing me into the defense as well. How do you feel yeah, about a little bit that? At a time. The difference between defense and offense, is it different? It's different. Like I mean, on defense, I'm ready. I feel like, you know, when I get on defense, I, I really want that ball carrier. Like, it's like a yeah. it's like a primal, you know, it's like a prey drive. Yeah. Like, I want that ball carrier. That's what I wanted to hear. Yes, that's what I want to, that's what I want to hear. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. It's a hunt. It's beautiful, a beautiful hunt. For football. Oh, pigskin. But, okay, so we've we, we talked about the conditioning component of the game. Let's actually talk about, because we got about 20 minutes left, so I feel like that's a pretty good time. Because it wasn't, this game wasn't super eventful. I don't feel like there was a whole lot to write home about, particularly. Right. Um, but, I mean, we start out, this, it was it was interesting, because um, we've talked all year about how we start games slow, and Houston was no different. Oh, well, actually, it's, it's, it's weird, because normally when we have these, these games where we win by a lot, it's all accumulated in the first half, and then we kind of coast in the second half. This game was different in the sense that we Reverse. we started slow. We started slow. We didn't score first points quarter. We in the second half. Yeah, no, that's crazy. We did not score we first didn't. quarter. That's we rare. We didn't, and that's that's rare, and that's what I was thinking. 
Uh-huh. And it that makes you open your right. eyes. Be- well, I was going to say, it makes you open your eyes because you're going, okay, are we off? Are they really better right now? Like, you know in your mind, you're like, no, we're just not doing what we need to do. But you have to take a step back and go, okay, you can't take any team lightly. You got to come at every team 100%, whether yeah, they that- are the best team in the league or you think they're the worst team in the league. Every game is you're playing the best team in the league. That's how you got to come at. True. And that's, that's frustrating because, you know, uh, Jamie, I know you were working. You 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 were a key person in almost every play that first quarter. So I was like, oh, my God. I was you know, dying that's a lot time. on your I body. Like, <laughs> I was like, Coach, can we not run every single play? Like, can we throw one pass here and there? <laughs> you're she not the only one. I was like, hey, 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 over here on the left, I, I'm, I'm, I'm open. Oh, no, okay, sorry. <laughs> I was just give it to Evan on the outside of my home run. She she can outrun all of you. They got I'm a big willing, team. And you know, I'm always willing. I was just focused on like, I know the blocking. I don't even want to. That's how much they do it. Do I suck her? Do I suck her? Or do I down block here? No, no, no. I think I stopped. It's, you know, I was just really worried about the block, my blocking scheme. That's what I right. was obsessed about. Because that's a big deal. See, that helps we, stretch the play out, like we said. Yeah, but if we were to just give him the ball, you wouldn't have to worry about blocking. get better at. Yeah, that's a, that's that's something that frustrates me personally. Like, I would like to see the ball sooner, and not necessarily when I'm like have went through those ninety five snaps. <laughs> like, hey, can I get some fresh <laughs> legs out here? Like, I mean, and you're and even though I'm not in it, I mean you're running it though. You know that whole time, so I can't imagine your body now. Back when I was your age, you know, I could handle. I was running for days. It it hits me now. I might not always show it, and sometimes I do show it. But yeah, like uh, that's that's intense what you're doing. Like if if you don't play football and you don't know how um, the equipment on you restraining you, having the mouthpiece, uh, you know, hindering your breathing, the helmet. I used to get claustrophobic when I first started wearing a helmet. Um, that's a lot. And then you're still running hard and coming back, and Gore's like, "How you feeling?" You're like, "I'm good." I'm like, shoot, I'm tired watching you. Dang. <laughs> Half the time, that's such a lie. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, uh, fine, yeah. I need a break. <laughs> well, if you tell yourself you're okay, sometimes it works. Right. That's the truth, right. though. I keep, it's like I keep saying in the it huddle, tired is a mental state. Like, tired is a mental state. It really is. It's crazy. The body will follow the mind. A lot of times, that's if you play it off, that. it's it's perfect timing that if we look like we're not tired, the other team is, and they'll call a timeout, and I'm like, yes, give me some water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real talk, though, those towels that they had in the freezer. The game. Uh-huh. Yes, game the changers, game changers. Did you love that? Game I did. It was necessary. It was, like, it was mm-hmm. so necessary. It'll probably be necessary again this weekend. Go ahead, go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, like, I actually think that talking about Arlington um, is going to be a better use of the last Ooh. 15 minutes or so than okay. – no disrespect to Houston, but like I said, there wasn't a whole lot to write home about. I mean, we didn't play exceptionally well. Houston played we're better. We still won the game. Yeah, we missed a lot of people. We still won the game. They had a running back by number I can't call, and I wish I could because she deserves props, but she was like Jamie, but she was my height. Like she was. Oh I yeah, go she's at the well. she's Like I couldn't, I couldn't go at her high. Yeah. No, I could, twenty-two. I twenty-two. Oh, tw- yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty-two. Yeah. Who also had that yeah. mouth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was. I was <laughs> yeah. I'd say she represented Houston well. She played very well. Yeah, she did. She was. Yeah. She, I was, was like, we definitely need to tackle well. I mean, uh, did you respect uh, the run? Ebony, Maybe when you were on the line. Yeah, talk to me. Uh, did you see that uh, that linebacker that kept creeping up, number 52? Yes. She was huge. <laughs> it was, um, no, if you say somebody huge, huge, what are you talking about? That girl must have been huge. And she was, <laughs> look, I, I blocked her one time at the end of the game. I, I, I had to block her. Man, I ran into her. It was, it was just like all I saw was white. I didn't even see the sky no. anymore. It was like <laughs> just <laughs> she was huge. But, I mean, yeah, Houston did get better this game. Yeah, they did. They played, yeah. they played a little they smarter. Did. I would say so. Yeah, and they're used to that. that they would. Thank you. 
thank you. Second half, we 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 went in, we we got it together. <laughs> we got it together. Yeah, because the sun went down. Up. That's why. Sun went yeah, down. Okay. We got our back. And we had some relief. Yeah, we had please. some relief. Thank you for the relief. All okay, right, like then you know, got relief. Let's go ahead and roll on to uh, Impact before we forget, because, you know, we, we girls will start talking about whatever. So this yep. week, what, what was, our local – go ahead. What was the score yeah. on the, the, the last time you played Impact? 12 to 8, I believe. Yes, Because one touchdown. Oh, okay, that was a close game. Okay. Right, and one of those touchdowns, I want to say, was a defensive oh, it was. It was okay. Rachel King uh, ran one back. Yeah. She intercepted it. She so, had a pick six. So to lay out the um, the how this game is going to go, we have to win this game. It's a must win yes. to go to the playoffs. And we have everything to lose and they have everything to gain. So, I mean, yes. nobody's going to be BSing this week. Everybody's got to put in work. And I, I don't I don't put anything past them. Um, I believe, hands down, we're the better team. All we have to do is be at practice, listen, be consistent, and play our game, and we'll be fine. But we can't take them for granted at all. At all. Okay. So this is a four-woman panel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the other side of that because I've already been looking at film and kind of doing the let's look in the mirror and have a real talk for the mm-hmm. Dallas Elite. For us, ladies, um, offensively, other people have got to step up. Ebony's, the Dezes. Um, when when called upon, when that opportunity comes, we have to capitalize on it, not because, for multiple reasons, two that stand out for me. One, because we have to provide that kind of support, because we have to score. Scoring is something right. that has to happen. Um, and Early. Two, because we have, to make, Early. we have to make their defense respect every single receiver, every single back on that field, and play us honest, and not you know, attempt double teams and things of that nature, right? I think defense You know what I'm excited about? I think um, I think that the Arlington Impact may have um, person per, per, per person more skill players. That is, that is my honest opinion. Um, but I don't mm. think it's something we cannot overcome. Showing things that we've shown early in the season. I want to remind you that the Dallas Elite Ladies we are five and two. No one we earned that. We earned that mm-hmm. with rookie sweat, blood, and tear. We earned that with the by watch this. Players like Jamie, and I can't forget a Gore, or I can't forget um, the illustrious Goldsmith, right, who have carried us on their back this year and said, hey, yes, we can do this, and we believe in you, and we're not going to bail on you, you know, because you guys could play with a whole lot of different players, but you're here with us. Um, so I think that this could very well be a moment. Um, this is a big moment. It's a big moment, it's and I think moment. that it's ours to embrace. I think the, the momentum is definitely in our favor coming off a win, you know. Correct. Off a win from them and last week. Yeah, I think the momentum is rolling in our favor. Yeah. So what I wanted I to think. add was that um, seeing as how it was so close last time, what I'm really excited excited about is that Strick has been hitting these, you know, field yeah, goals. Yeah, Strick, come on, rookie. Man, I Shout think we have, we have um, potential there. to. I mean, if it's going to be a close game, I mean, we got Strick there able to kick field goals from, like, you know, halfway down there the field. There it is. There goes another layer. Yep, there's a layer. So I think, I think that's a plus, too. That's huge. Well, even, you know even the kickoff, that deep kickoff is, is helping us. Because um, anytime we get a touchback, we don't have, you know, that gives us an advantage. Right, right. Exactly. That's what so you, I think there's, there's a lot of things coming together. Oh, agreed, 100%. And it's crazy how we found out. We all woke up, and Strickland all of a sudden in practice is just kicking 40-yard field goals. And I see that, and I, I yell. I'm still walking up with my pads in hand. And I was like, we could have beat Atlanta. I remember that. Because yeah, I think about how many times we got in the red zone and couldn't convert, but how have we been able to kick field goals? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That could have made an impact in the Atlanta game. Yes, but I think they oh, were yeah. at the right time. Right. That's oh, that's the you thing. Said it, like, Jamie, you said it. You said it. Go, Des. No, I was gonna say because we we all have to realize um, your strengths and run with it. I know the very the first day we were kicking that um, he told me and her to kick off and and I did okay and and she did a few practice ones and he was like, well, Des, you're our kicker, whatever. And I think it was somebody else. No, it was what's her name? It was um, 
Oh, the girl that didn't play. Um, geez, I can't remember her name. But I had told Strickland, I said, I said, this is just the first practice. I said, whoever's the better kicker is going to kick. I said, when you start kicking harder than me or better than me, I am not going to sit here and cry about it. Matter of fact, I went to her last game after one kick. I said, if you want to kick the rest of the game, you're fine. Like, yeah. I'm cool with it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Tr- I want to win as a team. And I don't want to be on the field just to be on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told them when I held the ball. You guys saw when I held the ball at practice, and everyone seemed to be mesmerized. I was like, do y'all forget I'm a kicker coach? Like, this is what I do with my kickers. I told y'all I can hold it. I'm trying to kick, but I know how to hold the ball. So it's working out. It's working out. Every member of the body doing its job doing its job to the best of its ability, all working towards the same direction and moving in the same direction rhythmically. It's a beautiful thing. And Jamie said yeah. it. We're, we're kind of we're, – we're, I like to liken it unto track and field, you know, for those of us who coach it or ran it. Like, it's one of the easiest sports to watch an athlete with your bare eyes, to watch them change and peak. We're doing it. It's happening, you yeah. know. Yeah, it, it, and healthy water down. Big game. We I, we need to go ahead and it, it is. I'm sure Arlington maybe feels the same way if they have the respect for us that we do for them. This is technically our first playoff game, you know, because you live. Well, there's and their division. I think people forget that they're still a tier one team, and I know that there aren't that yeah. many, you know, with some team, but they're a tier one team. And I told after after we lost to Kansas City, uh, I sent out a memo to the coaches, and I just breaking some stuff down. And what stood out to me was that we had only scored one offensive touchdown in the three games against Tier 1 teams. In a D- Tier 1 and team, that, yep. Yep, and that to me was unacceptable. And so I think this is going to be our first real test since Kansas City, which, again, we did not play well. We had some really bad mistakes Mm-mm. that put us down in that game. Yeah, and I think did. this is going to be we our did. first real test going into the postseason against a Tier 1 team to say, hey, can we create some offensive continuity going into the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, right. can we? And early. Er, that's my speaking is early. early. I said it early and we, often. Early and often. We haven't capitalized on the opportunities to keep it simple. We don't have to do be creative and do anything. And, uh, just absolutely amazing. Early on, we have opportunities to score and yeah. get two, three Lucent's touchdowns. Come and that thing off. Yep. Well, early. Keep it simple. I don't like playing catch up. You know? and step up. Yeah, we do. The challenge is issued to us, and it seems like Des, we've kind of made it really clear. It's really like kind of an offensive issue, really. You know, to ourselves yes. and to our sisters who understand what we're saying. And this is this moment. It's a moment of love, and it's a moment of honesty. You know, we have to step yes. up because what more can we ask of a Jamie? What more can we ask of a Gore, who is a quarterback who also plays on defense, who also runs the ball fearlessly into anything? When it's time to run, she tucks and she goes. She doesn't cry and say, I shouldn't be running like this. She just does it. So I, I have no fear that I feel <laughs> stepping up and saying that I can capitalize too. We just got to do it, Des. We got to do it, Tasha. Yeah. We got to say to our sisters on that line, we got, we have to. If this is what we want, we just can't leave it up to them to do to carry us through this this kind of inaugural season because it is for you, Kachi. It's an inaugural season, and you've been a hell of a player. You're a hell of a player. The Dallas Elite, Thank this you. Dallas Elite will remember you. Oh, absolutely in this inaugural season. We will remember you. This is a big deal. So I'm 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 watching my film. I'm looking forward to practice tomorrow just to carry this thought and this energy into it. This this kind of this statement that we're issuing, the challenge. Step up and we gotta step up offensively. Early, often. Get momentum yeah. going into playoffs the way the yeah, defense has done it. Early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is nice about that, though, is so uh, w- despite our offense, our offense being I don't say hit or miss, but being lackluster against the the better teams, what is nice is our defense has been very steadfast all year. And if a team yes. can't score, yes. they can't Clearly. win. And so it's nice because we yeah, have that. It's almost like a safety net in a sense that even if our offense is struggling, what keeps us afloat is our stellar defense. It's stellar. Doesn't get the respect it yeah. deserves, and that's okay. Makes it hunt harder. I just think we Doesn't need to make it easier on the deserves. offense. I think we're we're making it hard on ourselves yeah. right now, and we can make it way easier if we don't, you know, like she said, if we don't force it to be on y'all's back. You know, yeah, so. that'll be a part of it as well. 
I think that's a little portion of it as well. All these things that are said here, I think, yep, are contributing factors to things that if we now have talked about got out in the open, this is our thing. We've understood that from the moment that it was kind of that we all stepped into this. This is our thing, and it will be what we make of it. We've got the support of great coaches who are always listening to our hearts and our ears and our thoughts on the game. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited in the days that are to come, building up to this um, uh, Saturday. Because in and, my and mind, it's I'm always, going to a playoff game. But it, to me, the biggest thing is, like I said, th- this year is just crucial for us as an organization because – you never know what's going to happen the next year. You don't know who's going to play, what's going to happen in their lives, what changes they're going to make. This is the opportunity where yeah, you know, we could have fell apart and not even had a season. And we're not only proven to ourselves, we're proven to the naysayers like, yes, we can do it. And, and I mean, that's yes, huge, yeah. not just that, I mean, to everyone, just to people in general that are struggling with an athletic organization that are like, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that, like, you have to make do with, you know, what you have. You have to take those lemons, turn them into lemonade, um, let it ferment, and make some, some, you know, yeah. some rock. Yeah. You know, yeah. then you got to take the next level with what you got. Good hooch. Yes, and I want to speak to that because um, a perfect example of that. There was a player. So one of our linebackers. Uh, I'm just going to leave it that one of our linebackers because I don't want to give too many details. Because uh, I want to leave it somewhat anonymous, but one of our linebackers this year has made some really good plays, and she wasn't even given the opportunity to step onto the field last year. In fact, she was kicked off the team because uh, she wasn't contributing in any sense, but it, in large part was because she wasn't even given an opportunity. And I keep telling this player, we're going to make a highlight of all of the plays that you're making and have made this year, and we're going to all send it to all them. the people last year that totally. told you that you couldn't. And that's who we and are this year. We are them. taking – yep, exactly. And that's the thing. Like you said, Des, like you've got to take those lemons, you got, and you've got to turn it into lemonade. Like there's everything – everybody has a choice. No matter how terrible the situation is in life, you always have a choice. You always have a choice how you're going to move forward. And I think that that speaks volumes about who we are as a team and an organization this year is the fact that we're, we're doing all this with people that weren't wanted last year in large part. Oh, I definitely know. I wasn't, I didn't feel wanted last year or the year before, like to spend two years and literally never miss practice, but never touch the field. That was hard. That was really hard to come back the second time and deal with it. And then this year, honestly, if the team hadn't split, I probably wouldn't touch the field. I literally went from two plays a game to getting two plays off sometimes. So, yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, be careful what you ask for, you know. But, <laughs> hey, I definitely we'll understand where you're coming it. from because that was me. thing will be a good steward of it. It's a beautiful new thing, that's, a beautiful new opportunity. Yep. That's that's the truth. We're, we're definitely forging the way. And, and, you know, being like you guys. Yeah, being the change you want to see in the world. And so um, only because we have about two minutes left. So I love all this good content. I love when conversations get deep like this because anybody who knows me knows that I love mental stimulation and things like this. But um, yeah. you referenced the game this weekend. And it is going to be, for anybody that's listening or hasn't seen the game, this is going to be a really good game. One, it determines whether or not we make the playoffs. So it's either us or Arlington, period. It's us yeah. or Arlington. So it comes down to this weekend. And – it's only a four-point spread, so literally, if they beat us by more than a touchdown, they're in. If we win, we're in. But the game is at Nolan Catholic High School, which is in Fort Worth. So this is a good chance for all of the DFW people that might not ever get to make it up to Plano, because it is kind of up out of their way, to come catch a game and see two of the. I mean, there's Dallas is I think one of the only mar- I think they're the only market now that has two tier one teams, and so this mm-hmm. is really right. a rare occasion. It's going to be so, a competitive game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very competitive game, so very respected competitors. Yes, very respected yeah, so, competitors. I mean, Texas yeah. is all about the football, so, I mean, when it comes to women's football, this is, I mean, this is going to be as good game. as it gets. So, yeah, so definitely no one Catholic High School in Fort Worth, uh, 7 p.m. kickoff time. It's it's definitely going to be a good game. Remember the first time this game was 12-8, and so it was kind of a, it was a closed game, and and this time it's going to, there, there's playoff implications on the line. Winner goes to the playoffs, period. Period. 
Period. Cool. Well, Kashi, Ebony, thank you for joining us. You guys are awesome. Uh, Ebony, I love your passion. Kashi, I love you. You're like the quiet storm, so I'm excited to see what we can all put together (laughs) on Saturday. The quiet storm from Wisconsin. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, cool. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back same time next week. All right. right. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Bye.